Hey everyone, welcome back to Cold Coffee. Hello, hello. How are you today? I'm really good. How are you? Good, and hello to all of our listeners. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you all are subscribed and enjoying season two. Today is episode three. And uh, it is raining here. I feel like we have switched roles and I'm in England because I think it's going to rain every day for the next five days here in South Florida. Really? How are you? Is it tropical yeah, it's rain? Like a, so is it like warm rain, type of warm rain? Yeah, I think it might turn into like a tropical depression or something. I don't know. It's not even hurricane season yet. And already we're getting the tropical rains. So. Oh. Well, it's finally, it's finally nice here in the UK, so I'm not going to jinx uh, it by saying anything about the weather apart from <laughs> please stay the same and don't change. <laughs> it's been a long, long uh, time coming. So yes, I'm enjoying the sun. I'm trying to maintain that tan, but it's not uh, easy. Okay, I got to say something before we move on, and I know this is a bit of old news, but we haven't really mentioned it before. Okay. Did Do you watch the Eurovision? <laughs> No. No? Is, is that it soccer? What? You don't know what the Eurovision is? Seriously? <laughs> Eurovision? Yeah. No, I'm, I don't. Wait, am I, I saying it? Google it? No, am I saying it wrong? Maybe I'm saying it wrong. I, but I don't even know what it is, so I'm probably saying it wrong. It's a song contest. Like in Europe, all the countries in Europe like have a song contest once a year, and every country has a song that represents it, but it's like countries in Europe, so maybe that's why you haven't heard about it. Okay, so this is like, okay, okay, okay. So first I need to tell you what it is. It's like... Wait, so is this like American Idol, like the voice type show, or is no, it just once no, a year? No, no, it's like once a year, uh, it's held in a different country, and like countries all over Europe send in a song that represents them right and um and then there's voting and like there's a panel of judges that vote but also the public gets to vote and then the winners uh the the country that won is the country that hosts the eurovision the following year so it's like a massive competition it's like really massive um okay. and the songs uh and please if you if you have entered the eurovision please note and you're listening to this podcast please don't take offense but the songs are really kitsch the whole evening is like really really kitsch and lots of fun and people usually have eurovision parties so like they'll invite people over and sit and sort of watch the Eurovision together. And it's because it's lots of fun. It's really silly. Um, okay. Yeah. So that was the Eurovision. So basically. I feel like I'm missing out on like a big part of yeah. life right now. And I, I feel like I'm not part of the inside joke here. Okay. So no, I'm looking no. at it. I'm looking at oh, it online okay. now. I, I'm, I know what you're doing and I see the winner. <laughs> yes. So that's why I was saying this. So this year's Eurovision winner was Israel, which uh, was very exciting. You know, it was very, very exciting. <laughs> and we were... Has Israel won before? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we Israel won a few times, uh, but like ages ago, like not in recent years. So there's some countries that kind of like have won quite a bit, like Ireland has won a few times. And I guess a lot of countries have won, but yeah, but it was it was a good night. It was a funny, funny night. Anyway, you, you didn't know what I was talking about about so it feels spoiled. no and i see now and now i see that the winner whoever wins the competition goes to that country next year yeah correct yeah so now that it'll be in israel next year yeah but the reason uh, i thought this uh the winner this year was it was quite exciting because uh the lady the singer who who performed the song uh, like her whole message was about like diversity and sort of like being yourself and sort of not necessarily 
looking or being like the mold like you know what I mean uh and I think right. people really got behind her message her song obviously was everybody liked the song as well although the words of the songs are are, are quite funny but <laughs> do they do, do the people the contestants actually write the songs in the lyrics as well I don't know if all of them do. I think some of them are hired to perform, but I but she wrote that song pretty sure and she's a Her she, ne- her name is Netta Bar yeah. say, How do you say her last name? Netta Barzia. I'm butchering it. <laughs> um I think it's Brazilai, but I'm not actually sure what her last name is, but it is Netta and she actually won a competition in Israel like um you know, the voice or something like that. But, and her song was like on YouTube. It had like millions of views. So people really liked the message and the idea behind her performance. So anyway, congratulations, Netta. (laughs) Okay. Well, I will have to listen to it and we'll have to link to it in our show notes so people can hear her song because I've never heard of it. In fact, I think I saw you like ranting or posting a video on social media after she won and I was I thought you were watching a, a soccer or a football match ah. with Mike <laughs> so I, I guess the re- I guess me I guess me dancing like a chicken made total made no sense to you huh no, no, not, uh, okay. not at all. But okay. I've never heard of I've never heard of it before. Because so there, there was go. a reference to the song. She basically does these voices that sound like chicken, like pock, 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 pock. It just reminds me of a chicken. So that's why I did a chicken uh, a chicken dance. Anyway. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, it was a good night. Good night. Lots of chocolate. We had lots of chocolates. Oh, awesome. Good. Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> anyway, how was your week? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't have any chicken dances. No, you know what? I'm in a weird place. I'm getting ready for my surgery. The next time you and I speak will be post, probably post-operative, wow. post-surgery. So I finally decided to have my hysterectomy. Um, it's going to be a little more complicated than I thought. I met with an oncologist. I hope everything's fine. I'm sure everything will be fine. I'm kind of one of those people that just doesn't want to worry about it until I have something to worry about. But the surgery is going to be a little more extensive than I thought. So um, just, you know, what's funny, though, Tova, is like because I'm over 40, I've had lots of surgeries, you know, for endometriosis and IVF. And you just go and you have anesthesia and you do the surgery and you go home. But this time, because I'm over 40, they're making me go get chest X-rays and EKGs and all of these tests. So prior to the surgery, I've been running around like crazy trying to get all these tests and it's just so funny and it's like all the doctors are like well you're totally healthy but because you're over 40 you know we don't want you to die under anesthesia wow (laughs) so we have to make sure you're okay and I'm like oh good this is fun (laughs) so yeah so this is what I've been dealing with is just getting ready for that but um hopefully next time we talk everything will be fine I'll be recovering happily and yeah Good times. Yeah. <laughs> Not looking forward to it. I'm I just can't looking even forward imagine to being over. Yeah. I, I mean, I, to be honest, like I think uh, all the feelings, everything, like I'm sure there's like a million emotions and it all makes sense to feel them, you know, and I can't even imagine like I can't even imagine how you're recording this podcast right now. To be honest, I would probably be hiding under my bed somewhere, but um, I'm sure it no, will. You know, the, it will be fine, the, you know. It's one of those it things they need, they need to do all these checks because that's just the protocol. You know what I mean? Like you're healthy, you're strong, you're positive, which is really important, you know? 
Yeah, my anxiety has come back. You know, my anxiety comes and goes. I've been doing really well, meditating, journaling, you know, staying on top of it. But my anxiety has come back. Um, I'm actually going to go talk to my psychologist tomorrow, which I love talking to a therapist every once in a while just to kind of work through it. But, um, you know, it's a lot. You're going yeah. to have surgery and, you know, just dealing with all of it. Um, but, you know, I... I feel really good in my decision to have the surgery and I know that I'm going to feel better afterwards and I'm finally ready. So that's yeah. good. It's just working through the anxiety has been a bitch, like panic attacks and oh, no. like in the strangest places, like just for, and I know it's so funny because when I, I don't know if you've, have you ever suffered from anxiety, Tova? Have you ever felt like an anxiety attack? I've had panic attacks. Yeah. In my twenties. Oh, you have? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it'll be, what's weird for me is like, I feel the anxiety like permeating through my body. I feel like this electric energy. I feel like this, the heaviness in my chest, my heart starts beating and it feels like almost like you're having a heart attack. And, but what's so funny is during these panic attacks and these anxiety attacks, my head is clear and my head is saying, Kristen, you're fine. You're going to get through this. Yeah. You got to stay, you know, like, so my head is like not attached to my body. So it's like, I feel out of control and I feel awful and I get nervous when I think about the surgery. So I think about positive things, but it's like, it's bizarre. Like that. I feel like my head is not attached to my body. But anyway, uh, if anybody has any uh, tips for me on how to work through these panic attacks or books, I'd love to hear about it because my meditation app just didn't cut it this week. (laughs) No, no. The panic attacks are awful because it feels like it's so real when you're having them. You know what I mean? It's so real. They it takes yeah. over and it's it's really, really scary. And even though you know in your mind it's only a panic attack and you know you're fine and you know it'll pass because they they eventually pass, it's still a real bitch when you're in it, you know, and it's not a nice feeling at all. Um Yeah, do you what do you do normally? Is it do you do you call is do you have somebody you call like or is it somebody is it more about being well, alone? Well, mine happened Mine happened a couple nights ago in the middle of the night. I couldn't sleep. Mm-hmm. So um, it was like I was up till 3 a.m. You know, it probably went on for a good four or five hours where I was just feeling. Um, I do a meditation app and usually that makes me feel better. But I did like six meditations and I wasn't calming down. So I watched TV and eventually you just you move through it, you know. Um, but was I don't Bob I don't know. I ha- was, was Bob around? Yeah, or? but it was the middle of the night and I didn't want to wake him up. You know, he needs to sleep. So I figured he was going to have to take care of the kids the next morning. Yeah. I didn't get much sleep. Um, no, I mean, it, I was okay. I got through it. I called my psychologist. I'm going to talk to her tomorrow. So we'll see. Yeah. Maybe she has some tips. But, you know, I'm, I don't have them very frequently, you know, maybe once every couple of years. But I've had a couple now in the last couple of weeks and I know it has to do with the surgery and everything. So yeah. I'm just eager for the surgery to be over and yeah. recover and start to feel better. Cause I know once I get through it, everything will be fine. Yeah. And then it's focus on recovery. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's just another thing, another layer of life that we all have to deal with. Gosh, mm-hmm. I didn't mean to be a downer. You're talking about this fun singing competition. Sorry, like, no. My life is over. No, <laughs> not at all. Not at all. And I think like, um, you know, we were talking about it last episode, but I feel it's something that a lot of women can relate to. And I, you know, I, I think, I think you're really brave also to open up and talk about it like so openly and, and you know what I mean? Cause I'm sure a lot of women out there are going through similar things and sometimes feel like they're alone and they're not, you know, there's nobody else who can relate. So it's important, you know? 
Thank you for saying that. But there are so many books out there. I mean, I even just started reading a book called Calming the Anxious Mind. And it's always it's all about panic attacks and anxiety. But I just think as we get older, and we have more responsibility, we all have more things, you know, on our minds and that trigger us. So I don't know. I hope next week when we talk, I'll, I'll, it'll be interested, interesting if I'm drug induced. <laughs> I'm painkilled. Yo, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, let me know if that's what you're going to be like. I'll have a cocktail before, you know. Yeah, we can have, we a, we can have one of those shows, fun. you know. We'll have one of That'll those shows. That'll be fun. <laughs> yeah. Kristen drugged up shows. All right. So let's tell everybody what we're talking about today. Yeah, so today's show is called Firsts, and it's basically a first, first experiences of different things, right? So we were thinking about lots of different things, right? Um, I don't know. We had yes, ideas. Yeah, first. exactly. Do you want to go first? <laughs> oh, make me go first on the first that show. Was, that's, make me joke. Up. that's the type of joke that Mike would make and sort of go, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's literally Mike's humor. Oh, my God. I'm becoming an old British man. <laughs> um, okay, so when we were talking about first, the first thing I thought about was my first kiss. Aww. And yes, I, I, you know how you have that first boy or girl that you sort of like in middle school and you, you kind of get those fluttery feelings in your stomach. So there was this boy named John Carr and he was shorter than me, but he had like this, do you know what a bull haircut is? Yeah. Wait, yeah. like that like, it looks like a, yeah. Yeah. Like so it looks like somebody put a bowl on his head and just cut his hair around the bowl, right? He had just straight blonde bowl cut blue eyes and he was very nice. And um, we used to just talk in uh, after school. And one day I had to stay after school and he held my hand. And I remember like, oh my gosh, he's touching my hand. Like he's holding my hand. Like it was such a big deal. And then he leaned forward. And I know you guys are thinking I'm going to tell you about the salacial sixth grade kiss, but he kissed me on the cheek. <laughs> and I was so, I was so nervous that I dropped all my books. It was like the quintessential dorky reaction i got so nervous i blushed i felt my cheeks just ringing with heat and i dropped all my books that's so sweet and he helped me pick them up and i walked away yes but we dated meaning my mom dropped us off at the movies like once a month for for a few uh months but that was my first foray into dating and my first kiss oh that's so cute that's such a cute story wait but sixth grade is how old how old were you um well let's see lila's nine and third so t- like 12? Oh, 12. Wow. That's okay. That's cool. That's cool. I don't know. I was, you know, it's what funny because, no, because when we were thinking about first kiss, like I was thinking about like my first real kind of snoggy kiss, you know, like snog. I'm trying to think. I don't even know, you know what, what I mine mean? was. I like I felt do you like have, I, do you remember your I, first kiss? But you get what I'm saying? Like I felt like it needed to be a story with tongue, like a kiss with tongue, <laughs> you know? So I, I don't remember mine. Yeah. I don't. So Maybe anyway, mine was but, in ninth or tenth grade. What was yeah, yours? I was older then. Okay, because I'm not, I, like I'm not gonna tell stories about like other kisses. So my first kiss was with my first boyfriend, but he wasn't my boyfriend at the time, and I was 16. 
<laughs> and um, he was like, so you were a late bloomer. But this is a kiss You're... with tongue, right? Like I kissed before and they were all, by the way, really bad, awkward kisses where, you know, it was kind of like, you know, the guy sort of pounces to kiss you, but misses your mouth and kisses your nose instead, you know, like, or just me kind of doing it all wrong. Like I was really awkward. I, I have to say, like when it came to that, <laughs> to kissing. <laughs> And um, so I reached the age of 16. Most of my friends have like snogged by now. And I'm like, oh, I really need to. What does snog mean? Snog is is like a kiss, but like, you know, a proper kiss. So like with tongue, with open mouth, right? Open mouth kiss, right? Uh, And I was like, oh, my God, like I'm the only person who hasn't kissed the whole bloody school. I really need to get this out of the way because I'm scared that now I don't know how to do it. You know, did you guys practice kissing, by the way, on pillows and on your hand and stuff? No. Did you do all the practice? No. 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 (laughs) We were practicing for hours. (laughs) So anyway, this boy who was like uh, he lived a few doors down to where I live, like in my neighborhood and. We used to hang out like we we had like a gang of kids that used to hang out, teenagers, whatever. And I really liked him, but I had no idea if he liked me. He was we were like friends. And again, so awkward. <laughs> Never actually knew like if he liked me. And then one night we all went out to the movies and on the way home, he said, well, I, shall I walk you down the road like to your house? And he walked me home and then we're standing there outside the gate again, awkward, like two geeks sort of, you know, shuffling our feet and there's nothing to really talk about. And at some point I just felt like if I don't do something now, I'm never going to kiss a boy like this is never going to happen. So I just said, are you going to kiss me? Like. Totally. I can see you saying that. Yeah. I was like, I have to get this done. This boy is never going to kiss me unless I say something. So he so he did. So then he did. But the funny story is that later, so that was my first kiss outside my house in the evening underneath a night, a night like a lamp, a street lamp. And I then realized that my brother, who was two years younger than me, he's two years younger than me, was standing at his window and filming the whole thing. <laughs> Did you watch it? Yes. How do you do? Wait, for years he tormented me with that video. For years he tormented me with that video. Yeah, it it looked good. I have to say the lighting was perfect. (laughs) (laughs) It looked very good. It was your first on-camera love scene and you didn't even know it. I know, and I wish I had the video till today. Like, I don't know whatever happened to that little video, you know, but I wish I had it. (laughs) Looking back now would have been nice, course back then I, think, I was like I think my first petrified. real kiss was around the same age like 15 I wasn't I didn't date a lot I was like a tomboy yeah I was into the sports and journalism and I wrote in the newspaper and I just wasn't into boys like even prom I went to prom with a friend he had already graduated high school and I don't know like I didn't really get into boys yeah I like I mean I just I didn't care I don't know. I was like, and then once I got to college, I went crazy. But (laughs) (laughs) I was a serial uh, like follower and lover. Like I know that does not make any sense, but like that, I was a serial sort of. I would fall in love, like desperately in love, and in like a like a. You know what I mean? 
in and out of love. That was my thing. Like I, I, that was my thing, but nothing ever happened. Like I was just, I just liked the feeling of falling in love. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. You like the feeling of probably being wanted and being loved. No, but nobody wanted me. Like, I was just like falling in love with all these boys and like having these massive, massive crushes on boys and then sort of like moving to the next crush. It's weird. You know, I, I've never like I, I don't know why, but that's what I used to do. And yeah, he was like the first real kind of, I guess, real kind of relationship. Um, and he was my boyfriend, by the way, for five years after that kiss. <laughs> that is awesome. Wow. Yeah, yeah. You had See, a serious boyfriend. Uh, so yeah, was he wow. your first crush or did you have a first crush? Maybe a celebrity crush? Or uh, No, I mean, I had loads of crushes. Like I feel like from the age of 10, I can give you a whole list of boys I had crushes on. So uh, yeah, but he was my first real relationship, like a real serious relationship. Yeah. What about actors or crushes that you had? Like, did you ever have crushes on actors or famous people when you were a teenager? So tell me your first like famous crush. (laughs) No, my only, first and only. No, this is going to be quite random. Get ready. (laughs) All right. I wonder if I know who it is. No, you don't, for sure, because nobody else ever had a crush. On All right, I'm, I'm getting Google ready. No, okay, okay no, you me. know him. Oh God, I it, do. Yeah, it was Matt Dillon. <laughs> <laughs> I was utterly, utterly in love with him. Wait, the Brat Pack was he part of the Brat Pack? Yes, yes, he was. But I liked Matt Dillon before, like he became Matt Dillon. So, like his old, like the I can't remember now his the the film that did it for me. And again, it was like very tragic. <laughs> like I liked tragic characters. You know, he was this sort of like tragic character. Oh my god, I was so in love with him. Like I, I must have watched his films like on repeat it's really what was, quite sad what was i know he was in there something about mary but what was he no in so way way before that way 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 before that <laughs> yeah did you have like did you hang out like hang posters up on your walls oh, he like was, of, yes yeah. that's what i was just gonna tell you so he was in the outsiders Wait, let me see. Let me see if I can remember. I'm Googling his IMDb page. Okay, so yes. So the Brat Pack. Cowboy. Sorry. Drugstore Cowboy. That That was the film that did it for me. I was just obsessed with him after that video. After that. um, that Yeah, you know, I I loved... I loved all those Teen Beat magazines that had like centerfolds, but you are going to so laugh when I tell you who my... Tell me. Um... Did you ever watch that show Growing Pains? Yeah. Kirk Cameron? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I knew you were going to laugh. And what's even funnier is he's turned out to be this, like, really, like, religious, like, kind person. But back then I had the biggest crush on, like... Ricky Schroeder from Silver Spoons and Kirk Cameron from like all these TV shows. But I used to love like the Brat Pack, like all those guys, the, you know, the Corys and, um, and then like the movies from the 80s, like 16 Candles. Yeah. The Breakfast Club, those movies. Did you ever see those? Yeah, of course. I love the Breakfast Club. I love those. Yeah. Yeah. No, I used to hang up all those centerfolds all over my room like crazy. Oh, it's so funny. funny. Yeah. I know. Um, <laughs> obsessed, basically. Obsessed. And now when I... All right, I what sit, was... Oh, go me. ahead. No, no, no. no, no go ahead. What were you going to say? I was going to ask you... Okay, so we talked about crushes and kisses. So what about 
your first job. Did you have any jobs in high school? When did you start working? Okay, I got to tell you something now. I'm going to say something. People are going to get really upset. Don't get upset, please. Okay, this happened like a million years ago. My first job was as a hotel, um, you know, the switchboard, switchboards, when you like uh, transfer the like call telephone yeah, yeah yeah so like you're answering uh in a hotel and then you transfer it to the room right you transfer the call is it called like a switchboard what is it like operator yeah, and operator right yeah yeah so that was my first job i did it for like a summer i don't know i was again late late teens i was still in high school i think um and I was doing that, and the story that I wanted to tell was there was a time, there was a lot of, uh, anyway, it was a quite a busy hotel, and we would just sit there and listen to people's conversations. <laughs> <gasps> Selva, no. Yes. Oh, I'm so my sorry. Goodness. I know there's privacy issues here. I realize this, but come on, this was over 20 years ago, and I was a teenager, and I know I f- I'm fully aware of the fact that it was wrong. But we would hear like all these guys cheating on their wives. I'm not even kidding you, Kristen. Like the conversations were just like, seriously, it was it was quite crazy. So it's quite an, op- an eye opener, you know, like in life in general. You know? <laughs> just oh, my goodness. There. Yeah, because it was quite a boring job. You know, you just sit there and you're waiting for the phone to ring, you know. So, so sometimes you, the you would just stay on the call and just kind of listen. And then if it was a bit boring, you'd go, oh, no, that's boring. Let's go to a different call and listen to a different call. But I'm sure I'm sure that happens, by the way, in a lot of places. So just so you know, guys, if you ever are in a hotel, you don't know who's listening. Just want to yes, point that out. Yes, that's true. Yes. I always wonder about people <laughs> being able to spy on you in a hotel. Well, my first job wasn't what about quite you? as... Interesting as yours, but so we lived near a golf course about a couple blocks away. So after school, when I was 15, I've always been like a hard worker and wanted to make my own money, right? So when I was 15, I would go after school and I would wash the golf carts and then I would have to back them in to a row and lock them up at night. The problem was I had never learned how to drive, obviously. I'm just 15. And I love that. So... (laughs) So I have to not only park them in a perfectly straight line in this little shed area, but I had to back them in. So, of course, the first day um, I, you know, knocked into a few because I couldn't do it. So the owner of the golf course took me into the parking lot and was trying to teach me. And I went full speed ahead into a tree and wrecked a golf cart my very no, first day. <laughs> no, oh my god! Yes, um, did I, they fire they called you? Me crash. Did you? No, did they, they called me Crash. My nickname was Crash from then That's on out. Cool. <laughs> That's and cool. um, I'm convinced they just hired me because I was a cute young girl, and there were a bunch of like horny old golf pros, disgusting men, and they just wanted a girl around to wash their golf carts. But it was actually quite scary because in the winter when it got dark early, like I was there after dark by myself. I mean, they would leave me there to wash the carts, pack them up, you know, back them in, charge them and put up the gate. So it was kind of scary. And then I have to walk home in the dark alone. It was probably about, you know, seven or eight blocks from home. Wow. So it was uh, interesting. I did that for a year before I moved on and could become a cashier. 
I liked mm. being a cashier better. But yeah. yeah, but isn't it cool? Like when I think about it, um, you know, when you're young and you're doing all these random jobs, they suck and you hate them. But actually, like when I look back, I kind of like having I've had like because I had loads of odd jobs, like really loads, you know, and and funny enough, a lot of those odd jobs, by the way, I did at a much uh, later age. Because, you know, I at some point trained uh, to be an attorney and I practiced law in Israel for a few years. And then when I came to what? London. What? You, you don't practice know this? law? You don't know this? Well, no, I mean, I know you've lived everywhere, but I didn't know you were a lawyer. Oh, yeah. I was a lawyer, like a proper this lawyer. Totally this totally makes sense. This totally makes sense about your personality now. Oh, that you, you think I had so? no idea. I had no idea you were a lawyer. Yeah, I was a lawyer for two years. What kind of years. law did you practice? Labor. Labor law. No wonder you're so good at going over contracts. <laughs> and uh, anyway, so I did that. And then when I decided to become an actress and basically, you know, retrain and change change careers and I came to London, uh, I didn't have enough money to, to go to drama school at the beginning. So I had to sort of save money. So I did so many odd jobs and I was 30. So I kind of like went back to what you would do like straight after high school. I was everything. Like I was, you know, I... I I was I was waiting tables. I was a bartender. I worked in a cloakroom. I did. I worked in a gym. I was a receptionist. I was like, I sold. I even sold like I was a salesperson. Like, honest to God, it was like <laughs> just a period of like a year of all these odd jobs. And I actually, again, looking back, obviously it was a very hard. It was hard, but. I liked it because a you learn like you every job I did like I learned uh, something new and a new skill and also you meet so many people who by the way you then you then kind of like a lot of them you don't ever see again but I don't know I feel like you take something away from all of that D does that make sense what I'm trying to say like you take something yeah, I mean, away I from it I feel like right every experience we have in life leads us to the next step and where we're yeah. supposed to go so it is it's interesting I mean and quite frankly without my golf cart job I wouldn't be able to parallel park today <laughs> <laughs> exactly you see there you go there you go <laughs> oh, this is okay we don't have that much time left so tell me you pick a first and I'll do one more after you um so should we talk about first I don't know first uh pregnancy maybe or first time you realized you were pregnant yeah is that on our list yeah that's on our list so you tell me yours how did you find out you were pregnant were you trying to get pregnant or did yeah. it just happen no so we were trying for a while with uh, my eldest and couldn't really get pregnant didn't know why and again I was already in my kind of like mid-30s at that point and we didn't and Mike was older so you know he was already in his 40s we kind of like thought we should go and see if there's any anything's up and that's when we discovered that actually you know we we could we would probably really struggle to get pregnant naturally uh, so we, you know, we had to sort of start, um, IUI, which is a form of fertility. It's different from IVF. I know you went through IVF, so it's a bit, it's different. Um, IUI so yeah. for those that don't know is insemination, intrauterine insemination, correct? Yeah. 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 So we, we did two cycles. Um, there was hormones involved, but very, very low. It wasn't injections. It was just clomid, clomid, I think it's called. Clomid. Like a, yeah, yeah. I took with that the, too. Yeah, with the tablets and uh, mm -hmm. second second cycle, I got pregnant. Uh, I kept the you know the pregnancy test. I still have it <laughs> stuffed in my drawer till this day. You know, um, we. I mean, obviously, every pregnancy is a miracle. But you know, I know you know what I mean when I say a miracle babies and all that. Like it was it was amazing to sort of uh, see that 
kind of that line go blue. And I was very precious about that pregnancy. Like throughout the pregnancy, I was I was just scared throughout. Like that's something that it would be taken away from me somehow. Do you know what I mean? Because it was yeah. Because it wasn't like a easy to get pregnant. And again, I know compared to people and I know even compared to your story, it's like such an easy, it was easy, but for us, it was obviously a struggle at the time. Uh, so yeah, you don't so need that to qualify it. Your story is your story and it's just yeah. as, you know, yeah, it's just exactly. as important. And yeah. even, you know, even though it's different than others, there's no need to compare it. Um, so were you supposed to do a pregnancy test or were you supposed to wait for a blood test? No, uh, yeah, you know, because they bring you in quite early, right? Seven weeks when you're trying, when they're helping you out. So I I didn't wait. Like, I, you know, we were doing pregnancy tests from literally three days later. It's like, come on, come on. And, you know, like you do the pregnancy test and like the line is really faint. There's a second line. You're like... I can't, and I remember actually now it's coming back to me. We did the test. I didn't see anything. I left the test on the table and I was like upset. And then I came back and I looked at it and I said to Mike, but I see something. Can you see this? Like really, really faint. And he was like, I don't know, maybe, you know, and then obviously ran to the shop, got like 10 more, you know, whatever. But I kept it. That one It has like the faintest line. You can literally barely see it. But that That's was the so one, funny. you know. Uh, and then, of course, you go in at seven weeks and they do the bloods and they do the and actually it's amazing because they can actually see a heartbeat a lot of the times by seven weeks. It's incredible. Yeah. You no, know, for us, it's 10 um, days yeah. post, not seven weeks. Ten wow. Days. Yeah. Post implantation. Wow. So yeah. No, we, we... no, it's so for me, okay. we um, did IVF and it was seven years of treatment, but we did IUIs, too. And Clomid Clomid made me crazy. I'm surprised you did so well on it. Um but I waited. Did you do the tablets or did no, you have did the injections tablets. or tablets? We did wow, like we it, did like 10 of wow, those okay. over the course of a few summers because I was scared of needles. Wow. But then when we did IVF, wow. um, you're, you know, they said to wait for the blood test. So I waited for the blood test and, you know, we were a nervous wreck sitting there because you've gone through seven years and all this stuff. And we see the nurse running to open the door wow. and she had like a little smile on her face. So as we were walking to her, we kind of knew, but she told us. And at that point, I was four Amazing. weeks pregnant. Um, so I never did a pregnancy test because they told me not to. But I found out in that appointment that everyone cheats and everyone does them. So the next time we did IVF, I did it like six days later and I did the same thing. I didn't see anything on the test. It was dusk or it was dawn. The sun hadn't come up yet and I peed on a stick. And um, sorry, I'm telling a second story, not a first story. <laughs> but even though, even though the episode is first. But it, okay. but it was no, the I same really thing as you. So on. the sun was coming up. I started to feel like, my, you know, like for me pregnancy I could see lines like veins in my my boobs and my breasts like I could and they were fuller mm -hmm. and um my urine smelled different when I was pregnant and I started to feel those symptoms after we did IVF the second time so Bob was out of town in Toronto and it was like 6 a.m so I peed on the stick and I put it down and I didn't see anything and I was kind of disappointed I went back to bed got up at seven turned on the light and there was a line I just couldn't see it and it, it or it just took some time. So yeah. I texted him in Toronto. I texted my doctor and I did it like only six days post implantation. Like so it was really early. Wow. Yeah. But that was like that's like the that's most incredible. exciting thing. And I kept that one because that was the only pregnancy test I ever was able to do. So oh I'm getting yeah. like chills thinking about you it. You know, again. it's <laughs> 
It's funny because I always thought that, like, I never told anybody that I kept the pregnancy test because I thought it was like such so gross. No. <laughs> but apparently, a lot of but apparently a lot of women do that. Yeah. I didn't know that. Because <laughs> I, yeah, it's funny. Because I'm not sentimental. Like, I really don't keep stuff. But that's one thing I did keep. So, you know, so. I, <laughs> she's getting yeah, it in her in box. Her hu- you know, here you go. And here's, here's your hospital bracelet. On. Okay, I'm gonna ask you one more. What about when did you know you were gonna marry Mike? Like, what was, like, do you remember? Because I remember, when did you, like, when was the first time you thought to yourself, I'm going to marry this guy? Wow. Wow. I don't know if I remember, like, the moment. Uh, But Mike, uh, I don't know, Mike came after a really, really low point in my life. I I mean, you know, right, that I I was married before, and I was in a a really, not a really great relationship for actually a lot of years. Uh, We were together for like, for 10 years. We were together for, for 10 years when... We decided to split up and we were only married for two of those 10 years. But obviously, you know, it was a really kind of like a a really hard breakup. And then it took me, I guess, a few years to really recover from that and even like be able to consider ever loving anybody again. And Mike, um, I don't know, when I met Mike, we got we basically he asked me to marry him like a year after we met. So it was very, very quick, you know, Um I don't know. I think, uh, I don't know when I knew. I don't know the moment that I knew. But he says he knew pretty quick, you know. But I don't know for him, like, when the moment was either. Yeah. Do you have an so actual moment? So I used moment? to watch with my mom Tell movies, me. like, as a kid, like, old movies. Like, Audrey Hepburn movies and Gidget. Did you ever see the Gidget movies? So Gidget no. was these, no, no, no. these movies. And um, this little girl, Gidget, was a girl. They called her Girl Midget, the Gidget, because she was a surfer. And her mom told her in this movie, don't worry, Francie, you're going to know someday it'll be like you're hit over the head with a sledgehammer. And so because of that movie, I was always waiting for the moment where I knew I was going to meet the one. And on our second day date, Bob sent me a plane ticket to meet him in Key West. And I was like, what am I doing? Because he lived in Miami. I lived in Orlando. It's a three and a half hour drive. So we didn't live in the same city. So I was like, what am I doing? What if this guy's a rapist? I don't even know him. Like, you know, am I safe? So I went down to Key West. He was a perfect gentleman. We went out to this bar. And after the bar, we went for a walk on the beach. And like we found this boat and we sat on this boat on like that was just docked. Um, And he leaned up and kissed me. And I thought, I'm going to marry this guy. Like I knew it. Like and I thought about that movie. Wow. Like I felt like I had been hit over the head, not like in a painful way. <laughs> but uh, he didn't like club me and drag <laughs> me like a Neolithic caveman. But um, I just knew it. Like I knew on that date in Key West that he was the one for me. And then when I was flying home away from him, I cried and cried and cried when I had to leave him. But I don't know. I just knew. And the only reason why I remember that is because the girls asked me this weekend, they started asking us all these questions. Like, how did you wow. meet? How old were you? What did you like about mommy? Mommy, when did you know you were going to marry daddy? And I was like, oh my gosh, that's so funny. I remember it so it's funny that they're getting to the age That's now amazing. where they're starting to ask questions and you know what's yeah. even more funny is um on facebook like a facebook memory popped up from 
Bob's college graduation and there was a girl standing next to him. And Lila's like, who's that? He's like, oh, that was my girlfriend at the time. And both girls go, ooh, daddy had a girlfriend. And then Emmy's like, mommy, don't divorce him. I'm like, no, I'm not going to divorce him for having a girlfriend. I had lots of boyfriends too. You did? I was like, yeah, but it's so funny because they're starting to ask questions about our lives before marriage, which is kind of fun. I got to show them our wedding video. Have you ever shown your kids your wedding video or did you have a wedding video? Yeah, 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 we did. And yeah, they've watched it several times. They love it. They really do. Um, it's funny because when we were in Israel, we were, I was going through old albums, you know, and of course in the old albums, you know, there's pictures of my first boyfriend and if, even pictures of my ex-husband and my eldest was with me and she asked me who, who, who it was. So she knows, you know, I was married before and she was asking questions about that. So it's quite interesting, you know, it is interesting when they ask those questions, but I kind of like it because I like being open with them, you know, about stuff. So, you know, just, it was, it was fine, but it's funny because, um, no, anyway, I liked your story. It's really good. I didn't have a moment. Like I can't remember the moment. There probably was a moment, but I can't remember it. <laughs> what else is on our, what else is on our list? I can't remember. First book you read that changed your life, but I don't know if you had one or not. I was going to ask you that. I don't, I just don't want to say the title wrong. Let me just look it up because it was. I'll tell you while you're looking yours up, I'll yeah. tell you mine. So the first book I read that really changed the way I looked at myself was You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. And she's like a meditation teacher mm-hmm. and spiritual teacher. And she talks all about positive self-talk and affirmations. And it really was, I felt like she was speaking to me in that book. And I read that book right when I was embarking on our fertility journey and all the treatment we had to go to. And that book really helped me um, stay positive and stay focused. So I really liked that book. Who, who is Louise it by? Hay. Is it it's by? called You Can Heal Your Life. So whenever I have a friend, or I've even sent that book to my mom when my mom was going through something about 15 years ago. But whenever I have a friend that's going through a hard time or is having a hard time staying positive, or maybe they're just not feeling well or having some sort of medical issue, I always send them that book. Um, it's really just a beautiful right. book. I love it. And I still refer to it all the time. I read a book, um, that I really loved. It was many, many years ago that I read it. So I don't want to say too much about it. Cause honestly, like, I don't even remember what it was specifically about this book that just really, um, you know, just really touched me and really inspired me. I don't know if you read it. Women who who run with wolves. No, I've Have never you read even that heard one. Of it. No. Yeah. Yeah, and I just, you know, like I feel like it's a book that every woman should read um about just like, you know, our inner, you know, our inner wolf <laughs> really, you know, like being wild and free and like I I I just I remember reading I couldn't I couldn't stop reading that book. Actually, I should probably read it again cuz I haven't read it in so many years. Uh so yeah, that would be my book and I would recommend it. Is it, it. by Dr. It Clarissa Pinkola Estes? Is this the one? Myths, yes. Myths and Stories yes. of the Wild Woman Archetype. Yeah. It sounds like something I would one. love. All right, I'm going to get that one. All right. Well, this was fun catching up. Should we do uh, not so news? Yes. Woman who sent 65,000 text messages to first date says love is an excessive thing. Her first date. A Phoenix Phoenix woman is facing numerous charges after she allegedly sent more than 65,000 text messages to a man after her first date last summer. 
many of them containing bizarre threats. 31-year-old Jacqueline at 80s was charged with threatening, stalking, harassment, and failure to appear in court. This is what she said to a TV station. I felt like I met my soulmate and I thought we would do what everybody else did and we would get married and everything would be fine. Um, adding that she met the man on Luxie, an online dating site for verified millionaires. Okay, I didn't know this site exists, but if I'm ever what? having to get remarried, I'm going to go to this verified <laughs> millionaire. So she actually texted him things like, I hope you die, you rotten, filthy Jew. Oh, oh what God. I would do with your blood, I want to bathe in it. Oh, wow. So she's been sending 500 messages a day. She even broke into the man's home and took a bath in his tub. Police say also, she also showed up at his work pretending to be his wife. She told a TV station that interviewed her, love is an excessive thing. <laughs> oh, my God. Can you imagine? That's, no, that's quite scary. <laughs> that's, I feel like the text messages is like the least of this guy's worries. You know what I mean? You just f change your phone, done. But she's, she came to his house and his workplace. That's kind of creepy. That's creepy. Okay. Creepy. Can I tell you mine? So you know yes, how uh, there's a big royal wedding coming up this summer, right? Everybody's Yay. excited about Harry. Wait, isn't and it in like a week? Oh, yes, of course. It's in like, yes, it's very, very soon. I don't know the date. You know what? I, I have to be honest. I think that this show might air after. Oh, okay. So remember <laughs> Prince Harry and uh, exactly wedding. It was amazing, wasn't it? <laughs> so I found this article. Listen, this is the this is the headline. Listen, it says mom makes. Okay, first of all, hang on. Let's stop for a minute. I really resent the fact that they said mom makes. Woman makes. What has it got to do with anything? The fact she's a mother. I just, no, really. I just want to understand. We're going to have a show about how many articles start with mom mom so-and-so and how many articles start with dad so-and-so nobody cares anyway a woman okay. makes life-size cakes of prince harry and Meghan markle and they're extremely realistic the are cake, they yes oh my god Kristen! it is insane it's scary we have to show these images because i'm telling you it's it's scary the cake feeds 500 people and was made using 300 eggs 15 kilos of flour and 15 kilos of butter and 15 kilos of sugar okay? i want to know what that mixer <laughs> looks like like how yeah. big would your know. mixer have to be so there's a video and i actually haven't clicked on it i wonder if she shows how she made the cake in the video because it's extraordinary okay um yeah so they're just talking about like you know how everybody here in britain and i think around the world are excited about this wedding and everybody's like you know thinking of ideas of how to celebrate it so this lady basically decided to make a massive cake uh, and it took her by the way listen how long it took her it took her 250 hours to make this cake so by the time she's done wouldn't the cake be stale at that uh, point yeah <laughs> That's what I was thinking. No, but listen, Kristen, you have to see this cake. They're standing up. They're real life size. Like they're standing upright next to each other, hugging. It's extraordinary. We have to share these images. They're brilliant. That's so well done. Well done to this lady. Her love for the royal family takes the cake. Yeah. And thank you very much to the mirror for supplying us with these random stories. Thank you so much. <laughs> Mine is today came courtesy of HuffPost Weird News. Oh, yeah. Mine's also Mirror Weird News. <laughs> so thank you. Thank you. Oh. 
Oh my god. Okay, I'm glad you're laughing and smiling. Oh, it's, it's all good. I can't it's wait. Good. I can't wait to feel better, and uh, I'll uh, report back to you all next week and let you know how it went. Cool. Okay, you guys, thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review and check out our cold coffee page on Facebook. Right, Kristen? Are you there? Yes, our cold coffee (laughs) show Facebook page. And we will also be asking you a question this week about what your firsts are. But we have to come up with that. We'll surprise you. So just check our Facebook page for that. And thanks so much for listening. We're so glad to be back with you guys. Bye, Tova. Thanks, Kristen. Bye, bye.